Hi, I'm Greg Eulin with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today, I'm talking with Chris Walsh, Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Reynolds, and we're going to talk about the digitization of retailing and which areas have kind of embraced transformation and which ones still have a ways to go. Let's get connected. Chris, thanks for hopping on again. No problem, Greg. Good to see you. You too. It's uh, it's been a while. I think the last time you were on the podcast uh, was a little different, little different setting. It was uh, you know probably late March of 2020. Um, I think I was in my basement and you were probably at your dining room table or something. So it's, it's uh, lots lots changed. Sure has. So wanted to talk today, Chris. Um, you were recently a part of an executive roundtable uh, as part of the Pace Awards that Automotive News puts on every year. Um, was hoping to talk with you about that. Can you start with um, just a little bit about what that project is is about and uh, and what gets discussed? Sure. Um, well, every year Automotive News holds their uh, PACE Awards. So leaders from all across the industry are selected as finalists uh, to participate in the program. And it's really designed to recognize and, well, I guess evaluate and recognize automotive innovations across the entire you know, automotive ecosystem. And, you know, it really helps, I think, readers to stay at the forefront of innovation. So readers, you know, us included, you know, and, and it's really about changing the way people and things move in our industry and what the future holds, you know, in both sales and service. And, and more importantly, what it all means to dealers and how we can take that, you know, knowledge and turn it into, you know, uh, productive discussions and obviously products uh, that help dealers be successful. Yeah, for sure. And those awards, I mean, they highlight uh, a lot of different things from hardware that goes into vehicles, which is pretty astonishing, um, to the tools and software and things like that too. So, you know, in our world, in the automotive retail world, um, we look at software and, and the, the progress we've made and, and the rapid adoption that the dealers have taken to a lot of new technology. Um, with that rapid adoption, what, what do you think that says about, uh, I guess, dealers in general and then the state of the industry? Well, I mean, I think dealers in general, it's, you know, how driven they are, you know, to be successful, um, how innovative the industry is as a whole. You know, you talked about some of the things that are available, you know, you read about some of these companies and what they're doing, it it really makes you wonder, you know, what is a car going to, what's it going to be like to drive a car in 10 years? You know, the the intelligence that's going to be available to you as a, as a driver is really going to be, you know, amazing and, and how resilient our industry is. I mean, obviously, COVID impacted, you know, every industry across, you know, every country in the United States to varying degrees. And I think that the automotive industry did a really good job of, you know, pivoting, uh, which I think is a clear indicator that our industry is really healthy. And, you know, dealerships operate very successful businesses that allow them to invest in new ways of, uh, of doing business when it becomes necessary. Uh, or sometimes before it's necessary. So I, th I do think our industry is getting a little bit better about being more proactive versus reactive. Uh, and I think that's a really good sign for, for the future of automotive. Yeah, for sure. And when you think about some of those proactive areas, um, what, what are some of those? Maybe you could pop the hood on that a little bit and just talk about where are some areas that we've seen uh, growth and improvement, uh, at least recently and rapidly? Well, I think investing in, in new ways of doing business means, you know, expanding your traditional business operations, your dealership operations. And what does that really mean? You know, in, in today's environment, that means that you take, you know, the tools that you know and use today inside the four walls of the dealership and start using them 
outside the four walls of the dealership. So it's really about, you know, expanding your reach and finding new ways, you know, to drive profitability without really changing the nature of what, you know, the dealership is. I mean, the big one right now, I think has to be, you know, remote options. You know, the pandemic, you know, proved that customers, they want convenience and, you know, dealers accepted, you know, that mission, you know, pretty quickly. You know, I think, you know, you look at things like QR codes and how those were adopted across so many different, you know, types of businesses, but dealers, you know, adopted it as well. You know, things like paying online and, and signing documents remotely. And, and certainly we help dealers, you know, in that area, adopt that kind of um, technology and building the deal online. You know, you know, all these offerings, you know, they were always, they've always been there in store and they'll continue to play a role when the, when the consumer's in the dealership. But, you know, how do we make them available to consumers when they're outside the store, you know, wherever they are? And it all circles back to efficiency in the dealership. And that's what, you know, keeps those customers coming back time and time again. And, and you know, I've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, I talk about inside the four walls and, and outside the four walls. And I, I do think we have to, you know, as an industry, we have to change how we think. And there's really no delineation between the two of those things for the consumer. They expect it to look the same and they expect it to feel the same no matter what they're doing and it needs to be a seamless transition between the two so they're very connected now yeah yeah it's almost the same experience i mean it's it's got to be to your point the same no matter where they are and you got to be able to pick it pick it up from from wherever they stopped and and make it feel seamless to them too so and when you can do that effectively i mean ultimately that just leads to to even greater profitability absolutely um, yeah. So, so what about the flip side, Chris? What are maybe some areas that uh, you've seen, or maybe in talking to dealers, I know you're out a lot. Um, that, that are some areas that maybe are still ripe for uh, improvement or, or diving into. Well, I think you know one of the things that I've you know I've heard, I've, I've kind of noticed myself. I've talked to dealers and I've read about is just the logistics side of of the automotive business, right? I think it's a big opportunity for for everyone. You know, so that, that, what does that mean? So we're talking about delivering vehicles to consumers. So that's a little bit of the Carvana model, right? They were successful in doing that. You know, how do you move vehicles between stores or how do you, you know, move vehicles in the reconditioning process or maybe amongst reconditioning facilities or picking up and dropping off options for service? You know, I know from a, on a personal level, you know, I don't think my wife's ever gonna go to a dealership to bring her car in for service again. Like to her, the new norm is that they come and get my car either at my at our house or at work, and then they bring it back there. To her, that's the way you know it's going to work, and that's the expectation you know that she has. So you know we continue to embrace the customers want to do business on their terms, you know wherever they are. And there are companies like Draver, I think that really doing some some great work in this space to meet those needs. And I think you'll see more of that more of that pop up because I think there's a a really big opportunity for everyone there. Yeah, it seems like you hear about that topic um, at any group of dealers that, that you're at. I remember just a few months ago at uh, a digital dealer, we, we had a session there and I, I just kind of sat back and, and dealers started talking amongst themselves and, and naturally the conversation led to um, transportation and logistics. It's just, it's a, it's a problem that people are really trying to figure out. So um, I, I think you're right there too. You just, you do hear it a lot. So it's, it's a big one that, that hopefully we can fix soon. Um, Chris, earlier you, uh, you reference, you know, remote experiences. Um, where do you think, just either from personal experience or, or what you've seen, 
Where do you think consumers are with with digital adoption? Do do you know are they happy with where we're at? Do, do you think they want more technology? Where do you think we are? Well, I mean, I think for sure uh, car buyers today, and I would I would probably say you know in, in generalizing things, people in general today are the most digital they've ever been. Uh, you know, a lot of that's been driven by COVID, but I think COVID's more accelerated it, you know, than anything else. But also, I think it's important to note that no one customer is the same. You know, from the, the, the numbers that I've seen, you know, a little over 20% of consumers want to purchase their vehicle entirely online, whereas others want just pieces of it. So, for example, I think around 30% are interested in signing online, a little over 40% want to work with the dealership remotely to come to an agreement on payment and price. So, you know, the, the, the custom, what the customers want to do between the digital and the in-store experiences, I mean, it changes from customer to customer. And we're at a point where I think we have more, you know, technology that continues to evolve available to help dealerships to meet the needs of these different types of consumers. I mean, Goobagoo for us is a perfect example, you know, of that. And, and I don't believe they necessarily want more technology, they, they just want an easier, you know, more transparent and faster process than what we've experienced, you know, in the past. We talked about, you know, blurring the lines between in-store and uh, or inside the four walls and outside the four walls. And, you know, it's about their experience and they don't care, you know, where they are and where they're, how they're communicating, you know, with them. So, you know, we hear it all the time, but consumers, they really do, you know, compare their experience with dealerships to other retailers they come across. I hear it all the time, you know, socially, when I talk to people about what they're doing, I mean, that's really the way they look at things. You know, they want online payments, they want uh, status updates, they want self-serve kiosks. And even I talked about QR codes to carry over and be available at dealerships. So I think it's about, you know, blurring those lines between, you know, outside the four walls and inside and, you know, offering that kind of flexibility to consumers. So depending on the type of consumer they are, they can you know, interact and transact you know, using whatever tools and, and methods of communication that are available to them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Just everybody is unique. So, but fast forward maybe three, five, 10 years. Um, do you think there's a time when a, a completely remote transaction, so never test driving the car or anything, a completely remote transaction is the norm or the expectation? I mean, do you, do you see that in the future where somebody's not actually coming into a store, the average person? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's kind of a funny question to me just because, you know, I, I look, you know, kind of introspectively at myself and I'm, you know, uh, I'm 50-ish, Greg, if I can say it that way. Um, you know, so I don't see myself ever doing that. I really don't. I see myself doing pieces of it, but I don't ever see myself, you know, doing that. But, but dealers are competing with companies like Carvana, who I talked about earlier, who do offer this you know, complete online uh, buying experience. But I think right now that's a very small uh, audience, a very small part of the market. It's still not widely accepted. Uh, so, so to say that there's going to be a day when everyone's going to buy, you know, vehicles, you know, 100% online, you know, I, I don't know that I'm ready to take that leap yet. Uh, I know that we conducted a study and I know that um, you and, and uh, Casey and I talked about it recently and the results were kind of what we expected, right? Consumers, they, they find value in dealerships. So they know that, you know, dealerships are a valuable resource for them, but you know, it's our responsibility as an industry to understand where they see the most value during the buying process and capitalize on it, on that. You know, so again, it's, it's about 
that experience. I mean, consumers still want to test drive a vehicle. You know, they need help understanding the options for, you know, protecting that vehicle. And they want to feel confident that they obtained the best finance, financing option, uh, you know, possible for them. And it's still a people business. I mean, you want to buy a car from someone that you trust. And, you know, it is the second largest capital purchase that we generally, you know, make behind a house. I mean, the average price of a vehicle, I think, is nearly $40,000, or at least I know it's in the 30s, mid-30s. Um, so yep. it's, you know, it's a lot of money. So and that's, I think that's why they see that value. And, and yeah, some of these things can be non-remotely, but I think going forward, most are going to happen with some blend of remote and in-store uh, activity. Hey, before we, uh, before we wrap, um, anything else you want to, you want to talk about today? Anything we haven't, uh, haven't touched on that we should or anything? I mean, I just think, you know, I've been in this business for, you know, almost 35 years and, you know, there's been lots of changes that have happened in the industry, but I really think this is the most exciting time I can remember, you know, being an automotive, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, I think that, you know, our company is evolving and focusing more on our customers, which I am really, really excited about because I think it makes, you know, us a stronger company. You know, our, our drive to build the best products or to partner, you know, with companies for the best products, I think is stronger than it's ever been. And the retail anywhere story, you know, that, that, you know, you guys started and you guys created that, you know, that initiative, you know, is really resonating, you know, with customers. And, and we're a little bit ahead of the curve, I feel like, in coming up with this. And, um, you know, I think that Gooba Goo plays a really important part in that initiative. And I think, I think those three things are what makes me, you know, excited for where automotive is going, but really excited for, you know, the part that we can play, you know, in helping the industry evolve and helping our dealers be successful. So I'm super excited about where we're going. Yeah, me too. It's it's going to be a continued fun ride, that's for sure. Um, all right, Chris. Well, hey, definitely appreciate you taking time to talk through this and, and just have a quick conversation today. Um, take care, and, and I'm sure we'll talk soon, all right? All right, take care of yourself, Greg, and stay healthy. All right, thanks. Take care. Before we hop off, don't forget, you can watch or listen to episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll see you in two weeks.